Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. Well, good morning, church. It is so good to be here in the house of the Lord with you, and it is my privilege to share the word of God on this morning as we just check on this video. And then also assured by the word of God from book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. What does it say? It says, God's word is living and powerful. It is sharper than any other two edges of sword. Meaning, God's word is active and alive. How many of you are grateful and comforted by God's assurance from the word of God? Remember this, God's word is not the static sets of knowledge or information that has been kind of dropped down in your life and try to screw you up or to let you figure out, let you trouble with. No, the Word of God is active. You know what that means? That means the Word of God, as you're reading, the Word of God is coming into your life. It is responding, meaning it's not only active, but it is also proactive. As you read the Word of God, the Word of God is guiding your way and providing your path. Word of God is also interactive. As you are reading, you'll find a lot of times that you'll be able to communicate with God. You'll be able to find a better answer in your life. It also says the Word of God is powerful. The powerful, like dynamite power, like dynamite power. I guess 21st century translation will be like a nuclear bomb. We heard a lot about from the newsletter or the articles these times, right? You know, in our human history, there are two nuclear bombs has gone off. Unfortunately, both bombs actually went off in the nation of Japan during the, you know, World War II. The one has dropped in the city of Hiroshima, the other one is Nagasaki. At the time, it wasn't even nuclear bomb, it was atomic bomb. You know what the result was? Suddenly, there are over 200,000 people died. And scientists says that nowadays the nuclear bombs that we have is 3,000 times more powerful than that. Can you imagine that? That's why I believe that we're very careful taking this step with North Korea or Iran. But I'm talking about the positive side of this power that we can experience from the nuclear bomb that is the Word of God. I believe that the word of God, like the nuclear bomb, when it actually go off in the city or the state, whole city should be upside down. Amen? Whole city should be affected by that word of God. That's why I'm really excited to share with you God's word this morning today. I'm sure that how many of you actually heard about this uh, 2020 vision in this new year. I heard a lot, a lot about it. A lot of preachers and motivated speakers, they keep saying about having this 2020 vision. You know what that means, right? That being referred to have sharp, clear, or even perfect vision. I would encourage you in this new year, in 2020, may the power of the Holy Spirit to continue to empower us and bless us so that we'll be able to have the spiritual 2020 vision. But here's one thing that I want to add to it. It's great as long as you are having this great spiritual 2020 vision. But if you're using that with the wrong purpose, it doesn't matter how clear and how, uh, how powerful that vision is. 
Not only that you have to have this great spiritual vision 2020, you should have the right goal and right destination. That's why I'm really excited to continue on our series called Life Together. Everybody says Life Together. And this is also our church theme. How many of you actually start praying about this theme? How many of you really be intentional about life together? Or just, or the pastors are saying life together? Probably that's the theme. It's an easy two words we can remember so easily. No. When our pastor staff has come up with this theme, life together, and that is actually the, the will of God has been upon us to help us, this church, to be sharing and making life together. And that is also our new Ear Sermon series, Life Together, which is actually taken from the book of Acts chapter 2. We talk about the last week briefly, how the early church, making their life together upon all different four, I said the focal points or principles, or the pillars of their church. It's taken from the verse 42. We can just read the verse 42 altogether only. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Amen. I hope you ever remember that because those are the four principles that this church is going to embark in together. This church is going to marching toward. What does that mean? In other people, who are led by the Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, the only church, great and perfect example that God has given us. They focused on four principles. Number one is apostles' teaching. That is the Word of God. The second is fellowship. I told you the meaning of koinonia is more than having fellowship, having the coffee and donuts. No, as a marching together with the same goal, with the same faith, with the same truth. And the third, breaking bread, that is also having one-on-one communal life together. And the last one is uh, devoted to the prayer. That's what we are going to talk about from the next four weeks. And today, I'm going to talk about the, the studying the Word of God, the meaning of this importance of the God's Word, and how we understand it, and how we are to apply it. And I entitled today's message, Life Together in the Word of God. Can you say that with me? Life together in the Word of God. I'm sure if you look around the community and society that we're living, that you all agree to this statement that we're living in a world that is rapidly changing. Can I get an amen on that? We're living in a world that is just crazily changing. One of the studies that was done by the University of California and then this statistics was shared by the one of the presentation from Stanford University. According to the professor, this is what she said. Between 1999 and 2003, and there were a lot more new information and knowledge than ever in history that was proceeding. Think about it for a minute. And that graph itself really speaks volume. We're living in a world that knowledge has been growing at this this exponential rate, rapidly. Technology knowledge has been doubling up and every, every other year. And another actual statistic that was done that really kind of surprises me is this. Around the 1990, I mean, I mean around 1900, um, speed of doubling up in terms of knowledge is a century. That means 100 years, that 
whole knowledge that we had will double up. By the time of 1945, that has been shortened to how many years? 25 years. By the time of 1982, that has been shortened to 12 to 13 years. And IBM predicts, and this is happening in 2020, year that we are living right now, how many hours? 11 through 12 hours. All the sets of knowledge that we have been doubling up. The when you wake up, everything the world has in terms of knowledge has been doubling up. We're living in a world that has changed so rapidly. Everything around us is changing. Your finance is changing. The culture that we're living, society that we're living is changing. The governmental system is changing. And then the earth is changing. And your body is changing too. Right? I've gained about like 15 to 20 pounds for the last seven years. But anyway, so we're living in a world that is so changing so much around us. But let me ask you this question. As we are living and marching in this crazily and rapidly changing world, where we can put our faith on? Where we can put our anchor down? I have a great word of encouragement for you. It is the word of God that is unchanging. Can I get an amen on that? Well, book of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 35, says this. We can read it all together. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Amen. You know what that means? That means everything under heaven, everything on earth has come and has gone. It comes and goes. But my word, the word of God, will not pass away. It is not changing. Sharing three very simple insight and thought with you based on this passage. The first is this. God's word is unchanging. Can you repeat that with me? God's word is unchanging. How many of you agree with this statement? God's word is unchanging. How many of you find peace and comfort in your life? Based on that statement, you put your faith on God. Okay, that God's word is unchanging as we're experiencing all this crazy and rapidly changing world. As I was thinking about this unchangingness of God's word. One image that has come to my mind is this anchor. Everybody says anchor. How many of you actually know what anchor is? All those who haven't raised your hands, either you're not interested in about this time or you haven't learned about it. You know what the anchor, how the anchor works? When you put your anchor in something, it will hold you, right? It will, it will actually keep you from drifting. It will, it will help you to stay where you are. Putting an anchor down is extremely important. When I was thinking of the God's word, which is unchanging, and the anchor has come to my mind. You know, if you want to be staying in a certain place, you drop down anchor. The anchor, which is a greater and heavier and the weighter, whatever that is, when you drop it down, that is heavier than all these current streams and you know, storms and also power of currents. What you will find is you'll find yourself in peace, right? That doesn't mean that when you put the anchor down, it will kind of hold you still. No, that's not true. Even though you put your anchor down, 
The sheep or the goats can come and go. But there's a limit. Okay? Think about that. Word of God is like anger. Even though we're living in this crazily changing and rapidly changing world, we'll find ourselves this great comfort. Why? Because we have this anger in our lives. Amen? We have an anger that has been put down. Now, think about this. Anger has been put down, but there is, if there's no connection between your sheep or yourself with anger, it doesn't do anything, right? Anger is the word of God, but there is also your word. That means you tie to that anger. I've seen so many people, they have tied to something that is rather than the word of God. Have you seen that some people actually tie themselves with their knowledge, their education, their prosperity, or their possession, their family, their job, and everything with the word of God? The problem is that the word has changed, that the word keeps changing. The thing that you feel like, this is my security, this is everything that I have, I put my strong tie to do it, it's not going to work. A lot of people have come here today, you find discouraged. Perhaps you want to give up because you are in very deep struggles in your life. Those are walking in this shadow of a valley of death. You know, many times, that's because you put your anchor, and you tie the wrong anchor in your life. Remember this, God's word is unchanging, and that is anchor. But that doesn't mean that once the God's word is in here, that's good. No, you have to tie to the word of God. What does that mean to tie to the word of God? Reading, meditating, memorizing, and then putting that in your heart, and studying it, and applying that to your life as well. How many of you have set your, your New Year's resolution in studying or the, reading the more Bible? Let's raise your hand. Very few of you. I hope that you all have to have this as your priority. Because God's word is only truth that is unchanging in this changing world. Can I get an amen on that? The second simple insight that I actually came up, um, that I got from this passage from the Gospel of Matthew is this. You can read it all together. God's word is his unchanging revelation in this changing world. Isn't that so true? God's word, which is not changing, is also his unchanging revelation. God chose to reveal himself through creation before, through all these human agencies, you know, judges and kings and prophets. But God nowadays wants to reveal himself in this unchanging Word of God. I've heard a lot of people trying to find the meaning and will and purpose of their life by reading these great motivational books or by listening to all these podcasts. If you want to find your will, if you want to find your goal, if you want to find what God is driving you, it is the Word of God. Amen? Because of God, through the Word of God, He has been revealing His will, His purpose, and His command. And his mission in your life as well. The third lesson that we can learn from this passage is this. You can read it all together. God's word is his unchanging guide in his changing world. Think about that. God's word is unchanging his guideline. When I was thinking of this term unchanging guideline or guide, the quick image that came to my mind is this GPS. 
How many of you really um, leave with GPS? Like when you're driving? Oh, how many of you actually put your GPS on when you're driving? All right, not many people? Okay, okay. Now, let me just share this with you. About 10, 11 years ago, when I visited this country for the first time, and we're so excited with Mina because Mina came three, two years before, and I rent a car. At the time, the GPS is not popular. You don't have GPS on your phone. You have like very thick and like, you know, this old machine called a GPS. I didn't bother to borrow because it cost, I was a student at the time. Now, and we're trying to find Costco in Everett at the time. We're living in Boston. So I had this map and I had me and my wife try to read that map. And she wasn't good at reading that map. And well, I couldn't do it like, like other men. I couldn't do multitasking. And you shouldn't do that, right? Put your map, paper map on your one hand, the other hand you're driving. No. So we're just going someplace in some place. And we find it someplace. feels like, oh my god, this is really like old and ancient, like a little slam. But you know where we are ended up at? Where they're right under the bridge of, the, what's the name of the highway right next to the, you know, Somerville to go to the Boston? Thank you. We're right under this one. And I feel like, oh my God, where we are at? I feel like we're in like a whole, you know, old country, an old city. Having GPS is really important in your life. I have my phone, hasn't been really working well. Uh, for some reason, even though I have my iPhone 10, which is I'm really proud of, and I love my iPhone, but recently uh, I've experienced this uh, loss of my signal. I don't know how that happened, and my phone is already run out of warranty. <laughs> I can fix it. I brought to the fix it. They, they didn't know how to fix it. They said, you know what, let me just give you the new phone with free. No, $500. No, <laughs> I can do that. Still works though. I have to be very, very patient. But the problem is when I'm driving, right? And then sometimes the signal is, is gone. Even though it's just for a few seconds, five or 10 seconds, what happened with my GPS is kept recalculating. We tried relocating. And here I was actually destroying myself, uh, the one in Maine, because we went to Portland. And then my, my, my phone was working <laughs> And I found myself actually driving. And I found myself actually went back up the highway, went back to the Boston, even though the first day that I should be staying in the Portland. Now, why am I saying this? Now, having GPS is great, but without having GPS communicating to that is higher and greater and better, right? Above the whole universe, there is a, what is called a satellite. That's what happened. That's why it says it's a global positioning system. It tells you as it is, keep communicating. Every single second, every single nanosecond. That is the word of God. Now the word of God has the capacity and power to tell you, teach you where you are at, where you are to go, and how to get there. But without you being connected, without you being communicated with the word of God, it is useless. It's just a piece of the broken you know, the device or whatever that is. Think about that. Our word of God is a spiritual GPS that God has given us. Our word of God is a spiritual anchor that God has given us. But what are the one in common? You got to be connected. 
You got to be connected. You got to be keep communicating with this GPS, with this word of God. All right. Now I wanted to share with you one more passage that we can actually wrap this sermon. Let's read it all together. And we also thank God continually because when we received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed a word in you who believe. This passage is taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. You know the story of the Thessalonians? If you can picture the city of Thessalonica or Thessaloniki in that you Greek, you can probably, the closest image in our nation here in America, New York City. That's exactly what it is. Seaport city, trading city, you know, the population at the time is around 200,000. It's a very flourishing city. It's also considered as the second capital of this whole Roman Empire. Because of that, there are a lot of different people, different cultures, different customs, and, and different gods, different philosophies. All different philosophies and all different things are mingled. As, a, as Apostle Paul went on his second missionary journey, he actually stopped by this city called the Thessaloniki. According to his custom, he actually went to the synagogue and preached about Jewish. Where there are a lot of Gentiles and people who just loved it and just fell in love with the word of God that's been preached by Apostle Paul. There are these hardened and fixated Pharisees Jews. He didn't like it because they feel like they were losing their influence and power. What happened was they're accusing them, accusing Paul of that you are asking us to worship another God apart from Caesar. And then they made this wire. Because of that, they had to leave early. So, total time that the Apostle Paul, along with the Sila and Timothy, were there, it's only about three weeks. After that, when he got the report from Timothy about what they're doing, even though they're a short period of time, the word of God has been spread, they're going so famous. They started the church. He was so excited and passionate about it. That's why he wrote this letter. And this letter says this. We also thank God continually without ceasing. That's his favorite, favorite phrase when he was talking about his passion and desire. Without ceasing because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accept it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God. You know how important that phrase is? There are so many pieces of wisdom, so many pieces of philosophies are just flourishing in that city. It's like a Babylon. It's like a New York City. But despite all these floods of this information and knowledge, they have chosen not only to receive the word of God, but to accept the word of God. There is a big difference, by the way, between receiving and accepting. I can tell you from my experience as a pastor, and especially as a father of the one and a half years old daughter, I learned a lot. A special lesson does having dealing with her. Now, I can tell exactly the difference between the receiving and accepting. You know, when Grace, she doesn't like to put her socks on, okay? So, if I made her to put her socks on, I, you know, put her socks on for her, I have to do something. But there's a word of God, you know what, you have to put the socks on. She received that, right? Because the receiving means the, this piece of objective information or knowledge has come to you. 
But he doesn't, and she doesn't receive and accept, she doesn't accept that until there is another string attached to it. Okay, when you put your socks on, we go on down to the basement. That's her favorite place. It's cold usually because we don't put the heat on. And that's why I don't try to just, you know, bring her to the downstairs. But she loves it. When I try to put her socks on, she said, no, I heard your message. I received it, but I'm not going to accept it. But when I put the deal, well, let me give you this jelly. Or she loves this uh, mint bread. I don't even know whether I, it's okay that I give to her. But she loves it. This little tiny mint. I'll give you this piece of mint. Or I'll give you this piece of jelly if you are going to put your socks on. And she does that. You know what the difference is? It's exactly the lesson that we are to receive from the Word of God. That's what happened in the people in churches in the Thessalonica. The Word of God has come through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in and around us because we have all these Bibles. With the Word of God through the podcast, the internet, and all this TV and radio. But it is your responsibility to receive the Word of God. I hope that you're not going to receive it because of this stream attached to it like my daughter did. I hope you did it from the full understanding of the power of the Word of God. What they can do. Which is alive, which is powerful. Which can transform your life. Not only your life, but which you can influence to your families, your people. I know that many of us are struggling, especially in this New Year 2020, with your job. Somebody's been looking for other job because I don't like my boss. Or others of you are struggling with your relationship, marriage relationship, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, and perhaps a family relationship. Or some of you are also struggling with your financial problems. Make sure that not tie that all to those problems as if it's your anger. The word of God is anger. Brothers and sisters, may you leave this place with the boldness of your heart. Not only this year, intentionally studying the Word of God, but soak the Word of God into your mind. Understand it. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Apply that word. And speak to boldly those who are in need of the Word of God. When we do that, I believe that we can make our life together. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, I just want to give you praise and honor for the Word that has been given to us. Lord, Studying the Word of God is a very similar term, and we've been hearing about it all the time. But I believe that the Lord today, by the message that we heard today, the message that we took today, help us be intentional and in realizing the importance of the Word of God. It is the Word of God that is a lighthouse. It is the Word of God that is the anchor of our soul. It is the Word of God that is the spiritual chiefness of our life. As we continue to work ourselves, study hard and read, put our life in line with the Word of God, by studying it, meditating it, and also applying it to our life, may we experience this great power that comes from the Word of God. In the name of Jesus, I would pray. Amen.